0: life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com today we've got a revenge story against a guy that made a mess in the bathroom we'll get to that in a bit but first won't send bill a new address then granny won't pay This happened shortly after my grandmother moved in to live with me and my wife back in the early 2000s. My grandmother was 89 at the time and could no longer drive nor could she really write anymore as this becomes relevant. We had a new landline put in and her landline phone number transferred to our address. One day she gets a call from Sears asking for a payment on a bill. She was a bit confused so she asked me to talk with a gentleman. He said her account was overdue. It was maybe a couple hundred dollars. I said she received no bills, so has paid for nothing. They still had her old address. I told him, okay, she's now living with me at my address. Send us the bill and we'll pay it. Nope, she has to come in and sign for an address change. I told him that's not gonna happen. She's 89, has mobility issues and can no longer sign her name to anything. Just send us a bill and we'll pay it. He wouldn't budge. I said, we're not going to give a rando over the phone any money without seeing a bill first. He was adamant that she had to come down and sign for the new address it was petty revenge time i told him fine since she's not receiving a bill where she lives then she owes them nothing and until a bill arrives nothing will be paid i told him at 89 she no longer gives a single freak about her credit score and hung up sadly this is just how a lot of places operate in general When it comes to stuff like billing, especially if this is like some debt collector, a lot of them are ruthless, do not care, and will hound you even when you're 89 years old and have mobility issues and maybe aren't the most aware anymore regardless. There's no sympathy to be had from these people. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is I Got the Kid Permanently, You Got the Car. Temporarily. I'll make it short girlfriend gets pregnant, do the right thing and stick by her, we have the kid. She starts going out all the time and we'd occasionally get calls at the house by guys looking for her. I knew she was cheating but didn't really care. I was just there to make sure the kid was well taken care of. Get a new job out of state and hoping that being there away from her bar friends will make us closer. Nope. She finds a new boyfriend quick. Tries to hide it but she sucks at lying and hiding things. Again, no care for me. By now my kid and I are very bonded and even at 18 months it's obvious he doesn't care much for her either. Came home from a trip, can't find my kid. Walk into my bedroom and there she and her boyfriend are having a nice little romp. Now this was in the days before cell phones and we lived on the third floor so there was no escaping the bedroom without coming through the living room. So I just said, when you two are done I'll be in the living room and walked out. Three hours and a lot of whispering later they emerged. Walk the guy to the parking lot and explain to him, I'm not mad at him, but be decent and don't screw in my house anymore and stay out of my beer. Go back upstairs and tell her to go get my son. Next day, I get a new apartment and move out in three hours while she was at boyfriend's house and took the kid. Day after, I filed for divorce and got full custody, which I won after two years of legal wrangling. Granted, child support was jack crap, but It paid for beer for the next 18 years. I supported my kid. I never raised it on her because I'm a decent guy, but it was fun rubbing it in her face when she got out of line that I spent it on frivolous stuff for myself and bought him all of his clothes, toys, food, etc. out of my own pocket. It always made her fume for a few days. In hindsight, I should have put it into a savings account for him, but we all make mistakes in life. Now, I had purchased her a Toyota Accord before we moved that we shared. But in the divorce, she wanted the car, which I gladly gave her. Then I moved back to my state, in with my parents, and started life over. A few months go by and I start getting calls at work from the credit company demanding payment that was overdue. I explained numerous times that the vehicle was legally hers now and I would not be paying. Most of these guys were jerks, but one day, a very low-key guy called and said, Look, we're just trying to work something out because we can't locate her. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Here's where she's living. The plate number is so-and-so, and I have it on good authority she's home right now. She didn't have a job. About three hours later, my phone rings, and it's her, and she's pissed, asking me if I told them where the car was because they'd just repoed and towed it. Yep, I said with a smug grin. Something you need to learn is if you don't pay your bills, you don't get to keep your stuff. By the way, my lawyer is paid off. How's yours doing? Click. That was a great day. I think OP is kind of an overly chill person. I think a lot of the stuff that went on here, most people would be like livid about, would be up in arms about. Some people would do things that maybe end up on nuclear revenge, not pro-revenge. This next story is, cheat on me? Good luck using your account. Here's some background, I was with my ex for almost 4 years. He was a good guy up until the year before we broke up when he started cheating on me. When we finally broke up, I was able to get some revenge. One year for Christmas, I got him a used PS4. We set up our accounts in such a way that mine was the parent account and his was the child so he could play my games. Another feature of this setup was that the parent account can lock the child account out of playing. He knew this when we set it up and said it didn't bother him. When we broke up, he refused to stop playing the games I bought for me on my account, claiming he couldn't stop. Soon after that, I locked everything on his account. His account will automatically log out if he tries, and he can't do anything to stop it. Before anyone says anything, I paid for everything when it came to that console all of his games, his membership, everything. He was unemployed for most of our relationship and never paid for his own things. And Jay, If you ever read this, screw you. I mean, this is like the classic we shared a Netflix account type thing where you broke up and one's still mooching off the other, even if it's just for petty reasons and not the fact that I'm assuming this was impacting OP's ability to play those games because you probably can't both play at the same time. I think it's still totally fair game. Our next story is Stupid Tourists Who Only Speak English, you say? Not a big epic revenge or anything, but it was extremely satisfying in the moment. My, 30 year old female, mother, 64 year old female, and I were visiting Serbia on a weekend trip. We're Norwegian and don't speak Serbian, so we resorted to communicating in English most of the time, even though few Serbians speak it, as it was still the best option for shared language. We were enjoying ourselves browsing a market and buying a trinket here and there, when one of the stall owners got annoyed at having to use his halting English you shouldn't come to serbia only speaking english he muttered at my mother my mother a linguist responded by switching to german only english how about some german then and then to spanish or spanish is that better and then french do you maybe speak french then russian and then norwegian having overheard the exchange i also a linguist but in with my own set of languages asking him if maybe he would prefer we communicate in Japanese, Hungarian, Swedish, or Danish. At this point, the stall owner was red-faced and stuttering. We walked off with a good chuckle. This is great because it's some almost like malicious compliance at the same time. You shouldn't come to Serbia only speaking English. Well, okay, we can be multifaceted as well. Our next story is car alarm equals car theft. I lived in a few apartment complexes over the years, some good, some bad, but mostly with decent neighbors who at least tried to understand that we shared space. This is about a less understanding neighbor, and was carried out by my neighbor Harry who doesn't get the internet, and said I could share. Harry was a neighbor in my apartment, nice guy, no problems with him. He'd sometimes ask me computer or phone things because he's not at all technologically inclined, and by choice is living in about 2003. We had another neighbor in our large complex who would often get back late at night into the early morning and blast music people respectfully approached him a few times and he'd tell them off and the complex did nothing this was often enough that even as a deep sleeper this guy would wake me up about weekly one night this guy comes back and accidentally i'm assuming sets off his car alarm it was going off for a while and no sign of it stopping Harry happened to be awake and called the police to report a car theft. He was hoping that they might just talk to him about not being so loud so late at night. As it turns out, there was a patrol car nearby. They came as our Jersey neighbor was finally going out to turn the car alarm off. Harry says that the police ended up taking the jerk neighbor away too. He checked the local police blotter and it turns out that jerk neighbor had out of state warrants. And when they searched his vehicle, there was a pile of H in it. Thanks, Harry, that we all get to sleep better now. Now that was a twist and a half, finding out that this guy had a big pile of H in his car. Also, Harry sounds like the kind of dude that somehow still has a phone book in this day and age. Our next story is... Pretty sure this is petty. My ex and I were together for five years. Lived together, had gotten engaged, and everything was going perfectly. Found out she had been cheating on me for 6 months before I found out and broke up with her. Fast forward 2 years and her and her new boyfriend moved into a house on my street. They had a housewarming party and I could see her staggering around out front, obviously very drunk. She actually had the audacity to message me and ask if I could take her to the local shops so she could buy more boobs. I told her I couldn't because I had dinner cooking. I saw her jump into her car and take off so i called the police and reported a car swerving all over the road and gave them the license plate number they must have had a car in the area because 30 minutes later her boyfriend actually not a bad guy was at mine asking for a lift to the local police station so he could bail her out and pick her up she registered 0.18 on the breathalyzer lost her license for 12 months and has a court date next month she's a courier driver so goodbye job The whole way home she was cursing her luck about being pulled over and blaming me because i should have taken her that's so rich of her ex or not any kind of relationship friendship whatever you can't just get all day drunk and expect your neighbor to go just take you driving around in the afternoon for no reason our next story is neighbor and his friends kept stealing my packages so i got them arrested and evicted i had a problem neighbor for so many years He would terrorize the area, he was a drug addict and dealer, which is his business, but don't make it my issue. Thus, we always had unsavory people popping up, breaking the houses, cars, stealing packages. I know it's to do with him because he had previously admitted that it was his friends doing it, and I've seen CCTV from other neighbors showing his friends damaging cars, etc., He's stolen bank cards that came in the mail, makes the most obnoxious amount of noise that wakes me up, and his friends slash fiends almost always ring my bell in the dead of night around 2 or 3 a.m. I've shouted at them so many times and have argued with him too. My neighbor's also been in prison multiple times for various things, including very serious crimes, so he would do well to keep his head low as a free man, you'd think. We live in a house converted into apartments. Where there are four apartments and a main area downstairs to walk through or where the mail goes he always leaves the main door open which i'd ask him not to so his friends can come and go sometimes they would kick the door down and trash the area whenever i'd get a package and i wasn't home the crappy couriers would leave the package unattended in the front garden or the main area outside my door despite me instructing them not to my package would be stolen by my neighbors or his friends in seconds. This went on for years, and when confronted he would deny it, but I knew it was him. Other two apartments are old people who I'm friendly with, who also dislike him. The issue is, I never had any proof. I once called the police after he wrote a note to me apologizing for his friend stealing my package, but that went nowhere. This time, I wasn't going to let my over 250 British pounds worth of stolen packages go amiss. I put up a camera in the main area. I saved the boxes from some other packages and placed an apple and some plastic bags in there for weight, set them outside, and within 5 minutes, they were stolen by his friends who hadn't seen the camera. Gotcha. I called the police, who commended me on my setup skills, and they came over, but by the time they did, the guy had left the building, with packed bags that were definitely filled with drugs to sell. They told me they'd look out for him. A few weeks after, I get a call from the police about it. I also tell them I'm absolutely certain he sells Class A drugs and has been terrorizing the area. They tell me they'd pay me a visit. Five days go by and at 7am I get a call from the same officer asking me to open the door quickly and quietly. I do and she tells me to go inside but not before I see about 15 plain clothed officers hiding behind a wall. I look through the peephole, and they all storm inside, boot down his door and arrest everyone inside, it was basically a crack house, as well as seize boxes of drugs. This was all caught on the camera I bought, so I sent the footage to the landlord. The police also gets in touch with the landlord, and thus my neighbor is evicted on top of it. This was a month ago. None of his mail has been picked up, and I'm getting a lot of joy out of this. Moral of the story, keep your hands to yourself. I think it goes without saying that obviously OP did the right thing here. No, I don't know if they were just selling out of there, but I mean for all OP knows, maybe they shut down a whole like production as well. I mean, when it comes to having boxes of it there, that's either a safe house or a lab, at least I would reckon. This next story is can't close my overseas bank account without visiting a branch in person. Okay. I won't close it. We lived in another country for a few years. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. and opened an account with major bank to get paid, pay bills, etc. Sure, we kept a few home country accounts open with some money in them because we thought we would eventually move back. But we used the major bank account for most everything. We eventually moved back to our home country but kept the major bank account open for a few months to make sure all of our outstanding bills were paid and await to convert all our foreign currency to home currency at a better exchange rate than where the foreign currency was languishing at the time. After the eventual currency exchange and repatriation to our home country accounts, my wife tried to close the account, but Major Bank insisted that we could only do so in person. This is problematic because we now live very, very far away. Thousands upon thousands of kilometers. Well, you could also appear in person at our overseas branch located in Major City. Oh, sure, but that would only take us two days to drive, hundreds in gas, and an overnight stay in a hotel in Major City Add hundreds per night to appear in person. Yeah, great idea. Maybe we'll fly and get it all done in one day for the low price of nearly a thousand. For reasons not entirely clear to me. When we transferred the money from major bank to the currency exchange company, we ended up with the equivalent of 75 cents left in the major bank account. So since we're not willing to spend hundreds or thousands to recover a few cents, we just didn't close the account. The 75 cents are still there. There's no fees or anything that we can see on our statements that they paper mail to us half a world away every month and have for years now I mean i could probably go paperless but it seems i've forgotten my password by now on this account i never use shrug yeah i think this is the kind of thing where i would explain the optics how they continue to spend money to ship you a letter all the way halfway across the world and how they still refuse to allow you to close your account you know send them a customary email to their support maybe you know every three or six months Give them the opportunity to, but if they want to just keep spending money for a 75 cent account, be my guest. Our next story is The Spider in the Veil. This happened to my grandfather in the 1940s. At the time, women had to cover their heads with either a hat or a veil in church. My grandfather and grandmother were listening to mass, and a lady in front of them farted loudly. She turned to my grandfather and loudly said, Pig, how dare you do this in the house of God? My grandfather was embarrassed and spent the rest of the sermon figuring out how to get back at her. If you've never gone to Catholic Mass, there's a moment after communion when you return to your seat and sit quietly in contemplation. This lady did exactly that. About half a minute into her mediation, while folks were still in line, my grandfather said in a loud voice, The lady who farted has a spider in her veil. And she started screaming for people to take the spider off and batting her hands at her veil. I think OP's grandfather had such a high level thought process here, because I just love the way this forces her to own up to her being the lady who farted 100% because obviously she's going to freak out about this imaginary spider. That's what you get for blaming it. Our next story is Groundhog Day. Background: My mom lives in an undisclosed location in upstate New York. She recently told me that they've been terrorized by a nuisance male and female groundhog living under our porch. The scratching sound is one thing, eating the bird seed is another, but ruining my mom's garden was the last straw. Needless to say, she was incredibly frustrated with this groundhog and she told me her new goal was to capture them. So she went to the hardware store, bought some traps and began her mission. Months go by and I totally forget about this problem until one day I get a phone call and my mom is extremely excited to share some news. Here's how our conversation went. The petty revenge conversation. Mom said, hi, honey, I've done it. I said, hi, mom. Nice. Did what? She said, I caught the mom groundhog. Finally. I'm so happy. I feel like I've won naked and afraid. I feel so alive. I said, oh my God. Yay, that's so amazing. You rock. So what did you do with her? She said, I rehomed her. I said, what, like brought it to an animal shelter? Mom nervously said, uh, remember Patricia? I said, your arch nemesis from the tennis club who cheated on that at one point? She said, yeah, her. So I actually drove over to her property, which is five plus miles away, and dropped her off. I said, wait, so you caught the pregnant groundhog and drove her over to this person's property? How did you know where she lived? Mom said, I used the tennis club's directory. Me laughing said, well, this just made my day. So what about the dad? she says hopefully i can catch the dad and reunite him with his kids soon is it bad i secretly hope they eat her garden i said i think you need a new hobby but no this is the level of pettiness i aspire to have when i retire in a small town honestly goes to show why you don't cheat in tennis DLDR, don't mess with my mom's garden and definitely don't cheat in tennis because people hold grudges well now i'm just hoping that op's mom successfully catches the dad groundhog and reunites the whole family i'm just wondering though what was her process of releasing them once she got to her arch nemesis's house i mean most people nowadays probably have some kind of camera or a doorbell camera isn't it going to be kind of obvious if somebody walks up to somebody's house with a cage with a groundhog in it this next story is the time i got back at my old manager when i was 16 i worked two jobs the first job was great I was a pool attendant at a hotel with a water slide. We would basically just turn on the slide and make sure no one drowned and we were CPR certified in case we needed to pull someone out of the water who wasn't breathing. The best part was on slow nights I could turn the slide off and do homework if no one was in the pool. The second job, I was a host slash busser for a chain restaurant which was owned by a co-owner of the hotel I worked for. The GM at the restaurant had a tendency of flying off the handle often when i'd work the other hosts or hostesses would ask if i would seat people and let them bust the tables of course i'd always agree if they asked despite the gm not wanting us to make this type of arrangement we would because he also wanted someone at the host stand at all times well one night they asked me to host while they bust because some of the other servers were getting pissed about the rush of elderly people coming in for soup and salad bar deals I agreed, and for after three hours I had managed to calm down the servers and everything was going well. At least until the GM finally emerged from the office and saw me standing there only putting customers names on the waiting list, seating customers and checking to see which tables were ready. It's important to note that if I saw a biased table that needed to get wiped down, I would also go do that. So the GM stomps up to me while customers are walking in, grabs me by the arm and pulls me back to the kitchen, and reams me for thinking I'm too good to bus tables. I told him the others asked me to stay at the host stand because the servers were being rude to them about seating too many geriatric patients in their section and that it just goes smoother when one person handles seating people. He continues yelling that my coworkers aren't the boss. That he is and that it isn't up to us to decide to do that i just said okay are you freaking done he says yes i replied great let go of my freaking arm i got to busing tables and refused to go back to the host stand for the rest of the night which meant customers were waiting 10 to 15 minutes at a time without having been greeted eventually i quit that job and worked my way up to the assistant general manager position at a new hotel the company i worked for opened in town One day, the GM of the restaurant came in handing in his resume and asking if we were hiring for any positions. I told him we weren't currently hiring but that I'd keep his resume on file. I asked the hotel GM if he knew why restaurant manager was looking for jobs. Turns out he got fired. My GM told me he'd be fine adding another front desk worker if I wanted to hire him. I explained the time he grabbed me by the arm and dragged me to the kitchen and that I wouldn't be comfortable having him working alone with my pool attendants they were harder to replace than front desk clerks, but that I'd be willing to offer him a pool attendant position. My boss laughed and let me make the call to offer him the position on the condition that I put it on speakerphone so the GM can hear the guy's response. When he picked up, I said, Hey, old GM, it's me. I talked to GM and we do have a position we're hiring for right now. He excitedly said, Oh, perfect. I'm excited for the opportunity. I interjected with, We really need someone reliable to work as a pool attendant. In a very defeated voice, he said, I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, I mean, when you work in a field that very often has somebody that constantly can move up, like the restaurant or fast food business, you can really have somebody that starts out at a lowly position and someday becomes a district manager or even above that. You're kind of gambling when you get on bad terms with people that work under you. Because, yeah, you never know. You might slip up and fall down the ladder a little bit. And those steps on the ladder that you took a dump on, those might be the rungs on those ladders that you took a metaphorical dump on and you certainly don't have any gloves on. Our next story is pee on the wall? No shoes for you. So many years ago, around 94 or so, I think, I was working as the general manager of a national pizza chain in an upscale mall had a group of three or four dudes come in and order a whole pizza so we made it and they proceeded to sit at a booth and eat they were a little loud and obnoxious but the restaurant was otherwise empty so no big deal after a few minutes one of the dudes came up demanding a refund because there was a hair in the pizza this was a group of black dudes which would not normally be important but in this case it was See, the only two employees in the store were me and another guy, We're both very Caucasian and I had short brown hair and the other guy had long blonde hair. The hair in the pizza was short, black and curly. It was also just as obviously shoved under the cheese and not even melted in. I refused the refund by pointing all this out and after some minor witching and moaning, said dude went back to his friends, who became even more loud and obnoxious and finally left Because of this, I called the other pizza joint at the other end of the mall to warn them just in case these guys were still hungry and in the mood to try the scam out again. Once they were gone, I went back to the restroom just to check things out because one of the dudes had gone back there and took just a little longer than would be expected. Sure enough, this jerk had peed all over the toilet, sink, and walls, which we would of course have to clean up. My employee then went over to clean up their table's mess and came across a large bag with a box in it under the table. Turns out this contained a brand new pair of pretty high dollar athletic shoes just purchased at the athlete's foot store across the hall. Because of finding the bag, he hadn't yet gotten around to actually cleaning the table as of yet. I've never been a fan of that type of shoe, but my long-haired employee definitely was. And as luck would have it, they were just half a size bigger than he wore anyway. Cue petty revenge. After like 15 minutes, the dudes apparently realized they no longer had the bag. So they returned to the store and went back to the seating area to search for the bag. Not finding it, they came to the front and asked if we had seen a bag back there. Nope. 100% I would have loved for them to mention the bathroom in some way, some form. Even if it was just like really casual, like, no, we didn't see anything. Actually, somebody had gone and made a huge malicious mess in the bathroom. So we were pretty busy with that if we weren't working on orders. Sorry. Try not to leave your stuff sitting around in the mall. Our next story is my concert seat neighbor on the left didn't want me to sit cross-legged. So I switched my glow stick to my left hand to annoy her. I had bought concert tickets for my birthday. It was my very first concert experience. It was the 20th anniversary of a quite famous band from my country, and I was very lucky to get tickets for the four-hour concert. The venue was at a baseball stadium that could seat more than 50,000 people. The seats were small and hard. I had arrived earlier than expected and had already been sitting there for an hour before the show started. To relieve my aching muscles, I crossed my right leg above my left leg in a princess-diary, ladylike manner and made sure to keep my right foot and shoe well within my lane. As in, my shoe did not in any way whatsoever even go near my left neighbor. Right after the first song, she leaned into my ear and ordered me to put my foot down, giving me quite the start, all the while giving me the stink eyes. Well, I did as I asked, and turned my body to the right side while crossing my left leg above my right, fine, I probably should have done this in the first place. As my significant other sitting on my right, and they wouldn't have cared either way, I would have probably have left it at that had she not started singing along to the band slightly off note loudly, and if she hadn't elbowed my arm off the seat rest, I noticed that she seemed to be very concerned with her personal space and probably had a cleanliness issue with the sole of my foot and the stadium. She sat very rigidly and had all of her belongings on her lap. So on a whim, I changed my glow stick which was banned merchandise and sold on site to my left hand and started to wave it a bit more enthusiastically than before. Within one song, she had used the printed show schedule as a barrier between us, and angled herself away from me. No more off-note singing, and delighted glowstick waving for the next three hours. Hey, and also if they tried to lean away and get away from OP, you probably had that armrest open again. Now you can prop up that arm right on the armrest and keep swinging that glow stick.